Welcome to the UndraftedFreeAgent.com Mid-Major Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McKee, a special edition here. I'm recording this Sunday night, 9.30 p.m. local time here in the Toronto area. The bracket has been revealed for the 2021 NCAA Tournament. I just finished my radio shift here with News Talk 1010 and Jewel 88.5. And I uh, just wanted to just basically give my general initial thoughts on what I see with the bracket. We're going to go through this more in detail over the next week or so on the pod. And of course, give my betting prediction later on the pod. I'm going to go through, you know, a couple mid-major teams I think that are capable of going to the Sweet 16, aside from the Gonzaga Bulldogs, who are the number one team in the country. But just kind of want to give my general initial feeling, including right now, you know, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, number one seed. So they're going to open up against the first four winner of Norfolk State and Appalachian State. It's actually going to be a pretty tough matchup. I think Appalachian State should get through Norfolk State comfortably, but the Zags going to be up against it. I mean, App State won the Sun Belt. It's a pretty good team, and, uh, I mean, they should get through that one. But, you know, I've been taking a little bit of heat on my YouTube channel. You can go check that out. Just type in Chris McKee. You can find me. But I predicted a couple weeks ago, based on the level of competition that Gonzaga's been playing in the West Coast Conference, that they're going to get whacked in the second or third round. So just looking at the bracket right now, I mean, they're going to face the winner of Oklahoma, Missouri. I think Oklahoma capable of getting that done. And, you know, hey, if Gonzaga faces Oklahoma, watch out. And then in the second, third round, there's a possibility they may face up with Virginia, who's the four seed. So, I mean, obviously Gonzaga did beat them earlier in the season pretty comfortably, but it's a much better Virginia team than what they saw that first week. And so my prediction of Gonzaga getting whacked in the second or third round looking pretty comfortable. So I want to go through each bracket, just the mid-major games. Like, I'm not going to break down Oklahoma-Missouri, even though I think Oklahoma's going to win that game. But the 12-seed UC Santa Barbara going to face Creighton. This is in the same bracket as Gonzaga, which is technically the West bracket. But we all know this is all going to take place in the Indianapolis area or Indiana. So UC Santa Barbara upsets UC Irvine in the Big West. They're going to get in. Pretty good team. I've seen them a little bit this season. 22-4 and four in the Big West. 15-3 you know, in conference. They got a net rank of 54. Um, strength of schedule of 175 versus Creighton 92. I think, you know, the Gauchos very capable of upsetting Creighton. I think Creighton, one of the most overrated teams in all of college basketball. So, hey, I got to go through this a little bit deeper, but just my initial thoughts. We all know that a 12 is going to clip a 5. It happens two or three times every season, but that's one I'm going to circle that. And let me let, let me dive into this a little deeper because I like the Gauchos in this one. Shout out to my guy, Jim Rome, because I'm a big Jim Rome clone, and you know he is a lifelong diehard Gaucho. So also in that same bracket, you got Virginia, the four seed against the MAC Conference Championship winners, the Ohio Bobcats. Now, this team has been red hot over the past month. Started off pretty slow. I mean, just 16 and seven on the season, nine and five in the Mid-American, but they won the Mid-American. So they beat some damn good teams, man. They beat good, a good Toledo team who I thought was going to represent the MAC, but they got through it. This team can score. They average 81 points a game. Virginia just 68 points a game, but you know they don't let their opponents score. Obviously, Virginia, one of the, the top defensive teams in the country. But Ohio, man, they got some guys. They can shoot the lights out, and it's one of those things. If they get hot early, and maybe they get a bit of a lead, you know, watch out for them against Virginia. So in that same bracket, USC is going to be the sixth seed, and then the first four they're going to face, the which will be 11th seed, Wichita State and Drake. So I'm pretty shocked that Drake actually got in. I know they had an excellent season, but, you know, dealing with some injuries, 
you know, Shanquan Hemphill, a little limp down the stretch, and then Roman Penn, their star guard, out. But I think Wichita State should handle Drake comfortably in that opener, and Drake won't even get the chance to face USC. So also in that bracket, Kansas, the three seed, facing Eastern Washington, the 14 seed, who I believe they won the Big Sky. Yes, they did. They're 16 and 7, 12 and 3 in conference. Now, look, I mean, Kansas is just going to whack them, run all over them. Don't expect much from Eastern Washington. But shout out to my guy, Victor Radisich, good Canadian kid, kid I know a little bit. Covered him at the BioSteel All Canadian game. He's part of Eastern Washington. He's going to get to go to the dance, March Madness. So congrats to Victor. Also, the same bracket, VCU at 10 seed versus Oregon. Eh, I don't like this matchup for VCU. Hey, VCU, obviously. Some magical runs all throughout you know, the past 15 years under Shaka Smart. Not the same kind of magic under Will Wade and you know the current regime. 19-7 and seven on the season and uh, you know whatever. Got an at-large bid in the A-10 after the St. Bonaventure won the A-10. But I think Oregon handles them comfortably. I don't expect much from VCU. Now here's a team. This is a shocker. I think are capable. Iowa the 2C. They're going to face Grand Canyon who won their first WAC conference ever. So Grand Canyon in March Madness at 17-6. and six. They got some guys. I really like their guard, uh, Javon Blackshear. This dude can play. Now, I know Iowa pretty good. And, it, it, you know, that 15 seed, it's only beat the two seed a handful of times. I remember going back to the Steve Nash Santa Clara team, beating, you know, Damon Stoudemire and the Arizona Wildcats. But I think Grand Canyon very capable of upsetting Iowa, but hey, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't bet the house on it just yet. But you know, let's let's give it a few days and let's dive into that matchup a little bit more in one of the other upcoming pods. So in the South region, Baylor the one seed versus Hartford, and I've watched Hartford a couple times this year. It's not a bad team; they're pretty good. American East champs, decent season, but hey, I'm a tough matchup against Baylor, one of the best teams in the country. Don't expect much from Hartford. Also, another tough matchup in the South region. Winthrop will be the 12 seed facing Villanova. My guy Chandler Vodren talked about him. Hey, if he can play out of his skin, which he has done all season, it's going to take a pretty big, pretty big uh, performance from Vodren, but I can't see it happening. Nova just too deep, and I don't think Winthrop's played anywhere near the competition of them this year, despite the fact that they are 23 and 1. So don't expect much from Winthrop. They should get whacked. Now, here's a team. This is my new favorite team. So North Texas, you know, they won Conference USA, beat Western Kentucky in overtime this weekend. What a great game. I sat and watched that game. What was it last night, night before? I think it was last night. And I actually had money on Western Kentucky. They were one-and-a-half-point favorites. Love Charles Bassey. Anyone who's listened to this, Bob, will know how much I love him. But North Texas, man, this is a team with grit, heart. They're fun to watch. They got guys. Man, I love them. And so this is one sneaky team. Circle it. Look, I look, hey, Purdue is a damn good team and capable of a deep run with my guy, Zach Eady. I called a couple of his high school games. Good Toronto boy, but he played at IMG Academy. North Texas, man, that 13 seed. That's one team. I'm going to really dive into them over the next couple of days and uh, see, see what makes sense. But just my initial gut, I love North Texas, man. They, they could make some stuff happen. So also in the same bracket, Utah State, an 11 seed versus Texas Tech. Man, I wish Utah State got a better draw because Texas Tech is damn good. But, uh, you know, the Aggies certainly capable of topping them. 28 in the Mountain West. I can't remember if they finished second or third. 
in the Mountain West, but um, pretty good team. One of my favorite teams all year. I love Namias Kita. They've got some experienced guards as well as, you know, the freshman Raleigh Worcester. This kid's, you know, really underrated player, but Utah State, hey, Utah State capable of a sweet 16 run, but they got to get through that opening match and then their bracket, even if they win, they're going to have to face Arkansas, who goes up against Colgate. And, you know, anyone who's listening to my pod, I've called them the most underrated team in all of college basketball this year. Love their guard, Jordan Burns, the senior, the all-time leader in assists from Colgate. And this dude can play. Now, Arkansas, man, oof, this is a really good team. I've watched them quite a bit this season under Eric Musselman, you know, the former Nevada head coach. But, um, I mean, Colgate, if they can get through that, you know, who knows? But, um, you know, don't expect much from them. But I, I do like them a lot. Also in that same bracket, Oral Roberts, the Summit League champs, are the 15th seed. They're going to face Ohio State, who's the two seed. So Oral Roberts, that's a school in Tulsa, Oklahoma, led by the NCAA leading scorer, Max Admus. This dude can shoot the lights out, man. You know, it's funny. They went into the Summit League as a four seed, and I predicted. I said, hey, you got the best scorer in the country on your team. If he gets hot and he plays well, watch out what can happen in that Summit League. And it happened. And, I mean, if you've seen this kid play, man, he can he can fill it up. And so, I, you know, I worry about the Buckeyes as the two seed here. It is a pretty good matchup for Oral Roberts. So, again, that's one of those ones. We'll dive into that a little deeper. But circle that 15 there, Oral Roberts against Ohio State. You know, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe. Then we move down to the East bracket. Michigan Wolverines, the number one seed. It's funny because they've been kind of limping into the postseason. A couple losses. I mean, uh, two weeks ago, I, I probably would have penciled them in as the winner of the NCAA tournament. I really like that team, but I don't like teams that back into March Madness. It, it could affect them. Hey, let's go look at Belmont in the OVC. You know, they won 21 straight and then lost two or three heading into the OVC tournament. And now they're sitting at home. Looks like they're going to go the NIT. So Michigan, a little bit of that same thing. Hey, obviously they get in. They're a one seed, but they're going to face the winner of the first four matchup between Texas Southern, who won the SWAC, and Mount St. Mary. I think Texas Southern gets through and then wins the opportunity to get absolutely pasted by the Michigan Wolverines. So here's one I love. St. Bonaventure is going to be the nine seed. They are the Atlantic 10 champs. I've talked about them for weeks. I felt they're one of the four or five best mid-major teams all season. They're going to face LSU and write it down right now. I haven't even looked at the analytics, but I'm penciling in St. Bonaventure to upset LSU. And then they're probably going to face Michigan, and who knows? So we'll talk about my teams capable of getting to the Sweet 16. Obviously, you know, based on what I'm just telling you right now, the Bonnies could be one of those teams. So same bracket, Florida State, the four seed, going to face UNC Greensboro, the winner of the SoCon. Uh, I've watched this team a little bit over the past couple weeks. Nothing spectacular about them. 21 and 8, excuse me, in the SoCon. And uh, I mean, any, there's, you know, about five or six teams that could have won the SoCon easily. They just got hot at the right time, but don't expect them to do much damage against Florida State right now. BYU a six seed. This is laughable. Okay. So BYU a six seed. You got to be kidding me. I thought BYU, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14 seed right there. I, I don't know what people are watching. Okay. You know, pretty decent record this season 20 and six, 10 and three in the West Coast Conference. Those three losses all to the Gonzaga Bulldogs. You know, just because they played them tight that last game of the season, I think that's more an indication on Gonzaga's struggles as opposed to BYU actually being capable of making a run, but they're going to face the winner of Michigan State, UCLA. Good luck 
Okay, BYU is going to get whacked in the first round. I'm not buying them. Fool's gold. So pencil that in. I think Michigan State beats UCLA, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens from there. But BYU pretenders, a six seed. When that bracket reveal came in, I was, I was like, a six seed? Are you got to be joking me? What what games have you watched this year that says to me they're a six seed? Anyways, I I thought they're a tournament team, but a six seed. Come on, man. So same bracket, Texas, the Longhorns, a three seed, going to face the Southland Conference champs, Abilene Christian, one of the best defensive teams in the country. They only allow their opponents just over 60 points a game and uh, 23 and four on the season. Really good team. They got some size. They got the big seven footer. Forget the kid's name right now, but uh, they got some players. Now, I just think Texas, too athletic, too long, too good. So Abilene Christian making their second appearance in the NCAA tournament and another tough matchup. They got matched up in 2019 against the Kentucky Wildcats. So unlucky for Joe Golding. Now, if you want to find out a little bit more about Joe Golding and Abilene Christian, go back to, I believe it's episode 11 of my podcast. I had a good, it's a full length interview with Joe, about 30 minutes or so. Pretty good chat with him. Good dude. Um, obviously rooting for him all season, but uh, this matchup against Texas, a uh, bit of a tough one. So also same bracket, the Iona Gales led by Rick Patino. Rick Patino, you got to be kidding me, gets his fifth team into March Madness with Iona. They're going to face Alabama. Look, Nate Oates and Bama going to run over them. I mean, that'd be the shocker of the shocker. But Iona, a very experienced team. They have two 24-year-old guards, Isaiah Ross, 24-year-old guy, and Asante Gist or Gist. This kid I covered when he played for uh, Eastern Kentucky, both transfer guys. So these guys are experienced. They're not going to be frazzled or even kind of intimidated going up up against Alabama. So I'm not hopeful, but I think Iona and, and Patino, man, hey, going to give them a run. So uh, take a little deeper dive into that one if you can going ahead. So the Midwest bracket, Drexel is a 16 seed against Illinois. I mean, this game I would – I would guess Illinois is probably going to run over them by about 40, 50 points in that one. So not much hope in Drexel in that one. And then here we go. The 8-9 Loyola Chicago, the Missouri Valley Conference winners are going to be the 8 seed. And they are going to face the ACC champ, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Now, when was the last time the ACC champ was a 9 seed? I mean, normally we're talking Duke, 1 or 2 seed. Uh, you know, Syracuse, whatever, but the ACC champ, a nine seed, and Georgia Tech is going to run over them. They are the hottest team in the country right now. They've got emotion behind them. You know, Jose Alvarado, you know, I don't know if any of you saw his interview, him crying after them winning the ACC tournament, which first time the Tech won the ACC tournament since 93, I believe. Josh Pastner's done a fantastic job. I tweeted this the other day that um, after they lost their opening games, Mercer and Georgia State beat Georgia Tech. The first two games of the season, they were 0-2. I'm like, this guy's going to be fired in a week. And what a coaching job he's done. Georgia Tech, now the ACC champs, and I think they're going to run over Loyola comfortably. They should win that by 15, 20 points. I think you will see the nine seed favored when Vegas takes a look at that. So also in the Midwest bracket, Liberty, the Atlantic Sun champs getting in. They're going to face Oklahoma State, Cade Cunningham, my guy Matthew Alexander Moncrief, and Oklahoma State. I mean, I would imagine they're just going to whack them. Can't see Liberty doing much in that one. Uh, next game down, San Diego State, the sixth seed. So the Mountain West champs getting a sixth seed, getting some respect. San Diego State, one of the hottest teams in the country. What do they want, 13, 14 in a row right now, something like that? They're going to play Syracuse, a painfully average Syracuse team. So the Aztecs, 23-4 and four on the season. 
and I think they should win this one comfortably. Um, but, you know, I hate this. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, Syracuse gets in. Everyone was complaining. They shouldn't have even got in. And then they ended up making a run to, like, the Elite Eight or something. And so you can never write out Syracuse. But just the way San Diego State playing right now, I got to think they're going to run over them. And this one's going to be a really tough matchup. So West Virginia, the three seed against the OVC champ, Moorhead State, who's going to be the 14. It's a good team. So Janai Broom, I don't know if any of you saw this kid. He was the OVC uh, MVP of the tournament. This kid's really good. He had 27 points, 12 rebounds in the final. And they got some guys, man. They just pretty experienced backcourt. My guy Jalen, what's the kid? Uh, Jalen Seabreeze, I think the kid's name. Really liked his game, uh, FAU transfer. So, uh, I mean, West Virginia, I mean, you know, one of the best defensive teams in all of college basketball. But the Ohio Valley champs, 23-7. and seven, and um, I, I just, the way they're playing, uh, you know, it, they are certainly capable of upsetting West Virginia. Another team really capable of an upset here. Now, Houston is, they are the most inconsistent, well, one of the most inconsistent teams in all of college basketball. Up and down, up and down. They got guys. Their best player got hurt midseason, and Calvin Sampson still has them, you know, in as a two seed. I think they won the American. But um, Cleveland State, a 15 seed, they're going to give them a go. And this is one of those games where if Cleveland State can kind of just, I think they're going to have a run if they can withstand Houston's runs here and there and remain calm and focused. It's a good team. I think, you know, this is one of the two or three possibilities of the 15 knocking off the two. And I think they've definitely got a possibility to do that. So that's just kind of my initial thoughts on me looking at the bracket, going through it. And like I said, I'll dive a lot deeper into this and provide a little bit more analytics and, and numbers of, you know, surrounding some of my thoughts on this. But as far as teams, I think capable of making, well, the mid-major teams capable of making a deep run. I mean, I'm going to start with the Ohio Bobcats, who are a 13 seed. Just how good they've been and how well they're shooting. Tough matchup versus Virginia in the one. But if they get through that, I can honestly see them getting to the Sweet 16. So if the Ohio Bobcats can get through that first game, they'll probably get to the Sweet 16. So that's one to watch. I, I mentioned North Texas, another 13 seed. This team is so fun to watch. I mean, I, I dare you to watch them and then not want to root for them. I literally was rooting to lose money. I had money on Western Kentucky. What's a shame they didn't get in, by the way, because Charles Bassey, you know, would have been an opportunity for him to vault up draft boards. But if you saw the way he played, in that final game against North Texas. I don't think uh, there's too much of a concern of that. But, hey, keep an eye on North Texas. Definitely capable of a very deep run. We talked Utah State, an 11 seed. You know, they've got an NBA center and some really good guards. So, oof, it's just if they can get through that tough matchup, you know, watch out. One thing I think is this is not even going to be an upset. I'm calling it right now. St. Bonaventure will make the Sweet 16. They're a 9 seed. You know, the A-10 traditionally one of, if not the best mid-major conference, definitely having a down year this year. And uh, speaking of that, St. Louis didn't get in. Thankfully, I, I, you know, I've talked about this all season on the podcast. I didn't understand the obsession with St. Louis. I think they're a terrible team. You know, they kept losing games at the wrong time. And thankfully, they didn't get in. Now, one team that also didn't get in that I am gutted about, Colorado State, one of the gutsiest teams in all of college basketball. I love David Roddy. I would have rather seen Colorado State get in ahead of Drake because I thought they were capable of making a deeper run, but alas, they got shafted. Pretty disappointing to see. And, uh, you know, we talked San Diego State, a six seed, as not necessarily, you know, a mid-major shocker, them making a deep run. I think they're expected to make a deep run. I don't think they're as good as they were last year, but they certainly got players and uh, going to make a run. And then, again, Cleveland State, 
watch out for them to make a game or two. So I'm going to dive a little deeper into this. I got a whole whack load of audio from all the coaches and players from all the conference tournaments. I'm going to dive through a lot of that tomorrow morning and maybe do another pod on Monday afternoon, if not latest, uh, absolutely latest. I'll do one Tuesday with all of that info, make it a little bit more of a produced uh, you know, episode. But I just, I just wanted to give my opening thoughts on this and I man I am so stoked we have March Madness it, it looks good just think about I just remember that numbness and depression last year you know when, when you turn your phone on and you see this has been canceled you're like what no wait what no and so I'm, I'm pretty confident that's not going to happen this year just the way everything's been set up so at least we're going to have some basketball and uh, hey, drop me a line on Twitter. Hey, I'm, by the way, I'm getting a whole bunch of messages now from people all across the U.S. listening to the pod. So I want to thank you guys for sending me some messages. If you want to reach out to me, drop me a line on Twitter at Mr. McKee. My Instagram at Mr. McKee CM. That's my personal one. And of course, check out the UndraftedFreeAgent.com socials and go on to UndraftedFreeAgent.com. Just posted an article on 10 Canadians to watch during March Madness. A lot of these kids I know have called their games throughout high school and stuff like that. So always support them and, and follow them through March Madness. But um, thanks for listening. And uh, I'm going to have a whole bunch more content throughout the week. The beating of my heart.